This is a Federal News Network podcast. A recent broad agency announcement from the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency seeks fresh ways for industrial and academic researchers to help the agency take on some of the hard problems. It's called Boosting Innovative Geoint Research, BAA, or Big R. Here to tell us what's going on, the NGA's research director, Dr. Cynthia Daniel. Dr. Daniel, good to have you on. Hi, thank you very much for having us, Tom. All right. I guess let's begin with the big picture. You've got this broad agency announcement, Big R. Tell us what you're fundamentally trying to achieve here. So first, let me tell you a little bit about NGA, to put it in context. At NGA, it's the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, and we are here really to give a story to everything that happens on Earth. Everything that happens has a place and a time, and we're here to tie it all together and give a story. We're here to tell you what is happening and where it is happening, and then what could happen and when, to give a little bit of the predictive side of it. We are with both the DOD and the intelligence community, so it is our responsibility to do exploitation and analysis of all of this imagery and geospatial information that we see on the physical features and the activities that are, as you know nowadays, they're all geospatially referenced activities on the Earth, and provide that then to policymakers, warfighters, first responders, and tell them, give them a warning and decision space for military commanders to make their own decisions. All right, so not a trivial mission. No, no, not by far. And our admiral, uh, the director of NGA, Admiral Sharp, has given us marching orders. He's given us orders to go out and change the way we are doing business. It is no longer business as usual at NGA. We are in a stage of reimagining, reimagining our work and how we do it and how we provide this information. So toward that end, in research, I'm very familiar with the BA from my time at DARPA. And my experience with the BAA at DARPA is that it really is the best channel to get the most competitive performer base that we can. By performers, I mean the contractors that can do this work, this work for the uh, mission of GEOINT, and to reach the most people and have the most ability to be agile and flexible in the way we contract, the BA really provides the best vehicle for that. So this BAA that we're putting out will accelerate our research and provide NGA with ability to both expand and diversify its research performer base, while giving us the better flexibility and agility that we need in our research contracting efforts. You've got numbers, different categories of performers. There are those that provide data mm-hmm. on a regular basis because uh, the NGA mm-hmm. concentrates on the difficult data, and there's a lot of commercial data out there that you take in. But you're talking about performers or people that do research on behalf of NGA. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm surprised to understand they do this under contract as opposed to grants or other mechanisms. Well, with this BAA that we have out now, we will have all those mechanisms available to the performers. We will have both FAR and non-FAR transactions. We will have, as you said, grants available. We will have contracts available. We have a variety of types of contracts. I mentioned a term called FAR, which is the Federal Acquisition Regulation. We know it well. Uh, Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure if everybody in the audience was familiar with that. So it's very intimidating. I've been on both sides, including my stint at DARPA. I've also been, for the primary, the most of the part of my career, I've been out in the private sector working as a contractor, a performer, so to speak, for various agencies and providing them with the work that they so greatly need. And so I'm very familiar that it can be very intimidating. So I was just going to, to follow up on your point about the instruments. In this BAA, we will have some FAR instruments that many people are familiar with. But as well, for the new people we're trying to reach that are not familiar with that, we will have non-FAR instruments. And so those could be other transactions and other uh, instruments that will be available to them. 
And what is it you're looking for that you're not getting now? You said the NGA wants to change the way it does business. And so what is the research all about that you're trying to get at here? The Admiral wants to change the way we're doing business in terms of speeding up the way we do business. And so part of that comes to this contracting. And we are getting a lot of good research, but we are not reaching as many performers that we would like. So that gets to the science portfolio that we have here in research. And our work we're looking at will span from one to five years. So by research, we don't mean the long-term 10-year to 20-year type of research. At the most, will be five-year time research. But we also do things on the short-term horizon for research, which would be one year. And so these are things that we can turn around quickly and get into the analysis workflow that helps us put our products out. And as you said, a lot of it is just providing data, but somebody has to make products out of all of that data, which is what our analysts do. So the research areas, we in research have a portfolio that matches the products that we produce. And that portfolio spans three different areas. The first one is foundational geoint, and the second is advanced phenomenologies, and the third is analytic technologies. And I can dive a little deeper into each of those if you're interested. Sure. Just uh, let me tell people who you are once again. We're speaking with Dr. Cynthia Daniel. She's Research Director at the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. And yeah, just briefly tell us about these three areas of endeavor and uh, how the research might come into there. Yeah, so we divide our portfolio up in those three areas here inside of research. And as you noted, as the director of research, I'm responsible for a pretty wide variety of sciences, but we try to align them in these technical application areas that we're responsible for. And one of those is foundational geoint, and that is accurate, high-resolution, continually updated representations of the Earth's properties available on demand. So that can cover gravitational models, magnetic models, as well as just foundational properties in the terrain space itself. So that's one area, and that's a large part of that is P&T, position, navigation, and timing. That's one of the areas that we are responsible for uh, supporting the DOD on, and that falls into the foundational GWINT. The second area is what we call advanced phenomenologies, and that has a lot to do with sensors and collection and tasking that uh, we are responsible for. The accurate definition is that we uh, use novel methods and efficient strategies to deliver spatially, spectrally, temporally resolved data, all from a growing plethora of sources out there, both traditional and non-traditional. As you know, there are many overhead sources out there, both NTM and commercial, that we utilize as well as UAVs and many, many sensors. The the number of sensors is growing. Yes, people are launching uh, fleets of small satellites almost every year, it seems. uh, Yeah. Now I understand you can have them fly over and record your birthday party. So great, so just what we need. For that. All right. Yeah. And then the third area is analytic technologies. Mm-hmm. Tell us about those. In analytic technologies, we take that data from these traditional and non-traditional sources, and we leverage those along with new data sources, as you know, many social media sources, et cetera, and use analytic techniques to add the geospatial intelligence to multi-intelligence analytics to address these emerging threats from our adversaries. So that's a very wide area. I would say our portfolio is split. The third area takes almost half of our money, whereas the first two areas take the other half because the analytics is such a large and growing area and so necessary to making decisions. And the BAA mentions tackling the difficult geospatial intelligence problems. What are fundamentally the big problems or the grand challenges that you have in GeoInt? 
There are so many. And as you know, our customers are the policymakers, the warfighters, and first responders. So each one of those customers requires a different set of technologies. But really reducing the timeline for everyone, reducing the timeline for the warfighter from getting the information to making the decision. So coming from data space to decision space and shortening that timeline. So to shorten that timeline, and for policymakers as well, to shorten the timeline in their decision space. And then first responders, it's really just to help them more accurately apply their mitigation to the situation at hand, whatever mitigation strategy they are performing at that moment. But to shorten that timeline really comes to automation. I will say the agency is all in on automation, and we realize it's a large challenge, and it is the biggest challenge we have, and it's going to be a long road that we have to tackle this. But bringing that into the workflow of the analysts, the analysts have to see the data, and they're now beleaguered with so much data to really triage through that and what data is important to them to be able to give them the signal, don't look here, but do look here. And it may be, you know, one out of 100 scenes are the ones that have that primary piece of information. So automating that and taking the load off of these analysts so they can concentrate on the the important maneuvers of the moment is really a big job. I would encase it all in automation. So being able to automate not only just the critical pieces that we need to be looking at, but once we find that critical piece of information, then putting in the context of all the multiple pieces of intelligence all that we have coming in all the time, automating that. And finally, the BAA references the NGA's tech strategy. You talked about how it has mm-hmm. to do with the director's intent, but there's also the NGA mm-hmm. tech strategy. And just briefly, what is that and how does the BAA help it out or how does it help out the BAA? Yeah, we're very happy with the uh, Director's Intent and Technology Strategy. It's the first time that NGA has come out with the pieces like that. So it's good to introduce the public into what we're doing. And we are integrated well in the tech strategy, which the tech strategy is really saying that software and data are our strategic assets and that we are a software and data enterprise and that we are here at NGA to empower the builders and makers of geospatial technology through those assets. And you can't have any of those assets without the expertise behind them, which is what research is providing and what the BAA will provide. And I will say that's the tie. So the BAA itself is going to have instruments that will allow us to get to so many different performers. I know we talked about it earlier, but just to emphasize, we're looking at academia. We're going to broaden our competitive performer base to small businesses, startups, including these even very small businesses of startups, large industry and nonprofits. And we want to capitalize on the strengths of all of those and bring them together. Having that entire potpourri of performers will give us the best of all of them. And just give us your quick bio and how you came to this particular position. Ah, oh, yes. You know, life, you're just in the right place at the right time. I I did spend a lot of time out in private industry. I bookended my experience at DARPA with a stint at HRL, the Hughes Research Laboratories, and then SRI, Stanford Research Institute. Both have, believe it or not, in California. And uh, between those, I spent six years at DARPA as a program manager in DSO. And then I was just in the right place at the right time, and I saw the ad for NGA, and I was out at SRI at that time, but I performed National Security Service at DARPA, and it's such a draw to be in the throes of driving the bus for national security, and it's such a rush to come to NGA every day. Really, it's just a pleasure to be here and be able to perform on a more operational basis. There's more of an operational research that we do here. The BAA is the introduction to everything that we do, but everybody should know that there are topics coming on the BAA, and that's important to note because those are the instruments with the money, and that's what people will want to propose to. So our first topic dropped yesterday, and that is about COVID rapid response. The next topic should be dropping in the next couple of weeks about 
about radar, optimizing the collection of radar. And then we have a third topic, which will be coming out in September, which is open to many of the areas I just talked about here. And that's one that was interesting to everybody because it's open to all of our subject areas. And throughout the year, we'll be putting more what I'm calling chapters to this whole portfolio we're building out there. And those are the topics and those will have the money and people should know that. <laughs> all right. We'll make sure they know. Dr. Cynthia Daniel okay. is Research Director at the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. We appreciate the time. We'll post this interview along with a link to the broad agency announcement and at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.